We're here on the k Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio. Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com as we talk Lions football. Hello, Michael. Hello, Ken Brown. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And the turkey was laid yesterday because the Lions went down to Cleveland. Matter of fact, <laughs> let's look at this in a vacuum. Cleveland-Pittsburgh back-to-back weeks. They had yep. a chance to win both of these games, should have won both of these games, and came away one loss, one tie. I don't even know what you make of it. What do you call that? And they kept them close, you know, the game yesterday closed. But do you call that a successful game or not successful? I don't even, I don't even know how to look at it. I'm so numb now after being, what are they now, 9 and one 8 and one Which game Which game are you talking about? Just the, the, I'm putting the two-game series in a package. The two games, because, sort of like it's a doubleheader. Yeah, right? like, you know, uh, like the road to Rio. You know, Bob Hope and uh, Bing Crosby. Just a... The road to the AFC Kenny, don't Central. you and me. I was listening to this nose about the road to Rio. <laughs> you don't know who Bob Hope is. What are you talking about? Well, okay. They got Wikipedia for everything else. Then you youngsters out there, go to Wikipedia and find out who they are. This is even before my time. Yeah, well, the, well the, the, sta- the phonograph was before your time. Go ahead, Mike. The, the longer they play, the more the more obvious it is that they are, at the very best, a half a team. And if you want to throw in special teams, they're two-thirds of a team. But they're not an offensive team. And I say that with a good offensive line, a good tight end, and what I, and I'm writing about this in my What We Learn column for DetroitLions.com for Tuesday, an elite talent at running back. He's not an elite running back yet, but he is an elite talent in DeAndre Swift. But they have no defense. I'm sorry. They have no offense, and it drags down the entire operation. Uh, in spite of that, you would think that with a good tight end, you know, good offensive line and a running back, that's seven players. You'd be able to do something, but you can't because if you can't throw the ball and you don't have receivers, nothing you can do in a national well, football. Well, I'm going to ask you since you've been there. watching this. Why can't they yeah. throw the ball? Is it the quarterback or is it the receivers? Both. They have a, they have a quarterback. Look, they got five games out of what they had last year with, with – with their with their uh, wide receivers and Matthew Stafford, they had pretty good receivers. Even after Galladay went out, they still had you know Marvin, uh, Marvin Jones, Jones Jr. Yeah. and and uh, uh, Danny Amendola and all right, that. Right. And they had a pretty good crew, but they don't have anything like that this year. They had who's this guy? They they, they signed uh, Anthony something or other. The, I'm, it, the way he plays, I don't even get to talk. I'm not yeah, mentioning his name. <laughs> And you were pretty interested. Josh Reynolds. I, I was the one that Josh said Reynolds. get him for free. You know, look, he was he was for free. All right, we found out the the, the suitcase was the the packaging on the on the label was not good. So we found out it was no. free. You didn't pay nothing for him, but evidently now you know why Tennessee got rid of him. Right, right. It's just there was nothing there. Yeah, but well, I wonder what if OBJ would have been able to do anything yesterday. Hmm. What do you think? He didn't do anything. He didn't do, he didn't do anything when he was with, with the Rams. So. Put it like this: the three balls he called for the Rams that game is three more than we got out of Mr. Reynolds. So, so look, you can't campaign for a guy one week and then say, "Oh yeah, we should have gotten somebody else for next." No, week. no, but I wanted OBJ, and I, I was on the record with that, and they should have claimed him and, and cleared the money for him and made him play there. But you know, that, don't worry about it. That's why you. Old, what are we now? Oh nine and one. 
you know, a bunch of teams who had winning records didn't do that either, okay? So just get uh, off it. No, I'm not getting off it. I've, get off I'm it. Not getting I'm telling off you. It because I'm saying you should. This team, not, any talented player, any talented player that comes across that waiver wire, you better claim them because that's the only yeah, way you're going to get the talent that, level up. That's ridiculous. Up. Any talented player that comes across that waiver wire from this point on, you better claim them because you have no talent on this team. So just whoever it is, you just take them. You just sign them and you just – Claim them and that's it. You just take them, you right? Claim, if they're talented. If they're talented. Mm-hmm. If they're going to be able to play for you next year. Let's, let's get back to reality. Though, All right, okay? let's get back. Um, let's get back three to things. reality. Three things. As I've told people that listen to this podcast over the years have known, I said quarter, backup quarterback is about the sixth most important position on the team. Everybody laughs at me every year when I do this. Nick Roddy laughs at me. You laughed at me. But it becomes clearer and clearer every year that if you don't have a good backup quarterback, you will not win in this league. I don't care if your quarterback stays healthy. That position must be looked at. And the Lions have neglected that position since, really, Sean Hill was a decent backup, but he wasn't really that great either. But I'll, I'll go back to him. I'll, was, go back to him. I'll go back to him. I'll go back to him. considered the best backup in the league. Right, yeah. but like okay, I said, he had, he had been a guy who started games. He wasn't really a, a, a wanted-in-the-league guy, and they got him as a backup. And then that the failure to develop a backup quarterback since that time, either drafting or acquiring a young guy and developing him to be able to step in, this is what you get coming out when you got to go to Tim Boyle and, you know, David Blau. Guys that are marginal at best don't look like they're going to become anything. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Tim Boyle will get the magic touch and become something. But this is the problem the Lions have had. And like I, I'm going to re- go back again. When you have the number three pick in the draft, your quarterback the year before missed eight games with a back injury, you take a quarterback. You don't take a cornerback. You take a quarterback. I've said enough. You certainly have to 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 to, to blame the Detroit to, to pinpoint the Detroit Lions' plight at this point on the backup quarterback is like saying that they forgot to put the breathments out on the Titanic. It makes no sense. I'm I know sorry. there are other problems. And, I know there are other problems. Had, and we look before you get to the backup quarterback, you better get to the starter. That that would be a good idea. Don't well, you maybe think? that backup, if you would have groomed one over the years, would be your starter now. You don't groom backups over the years. If they're any good, they sign with somebody else. Maybe, maybe not. Groom, maybe not. Oh, so they just they just want to hang around. Maybe not. You get them for you get them for the contract. You get them for a little while. Like I said, there's more ways to get a quarterback than drafting one in the top ten of the first round. And the Lions should explore that. Okay, we'll start exploring that. I was looking at quarterbacks yesterday: Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson, David Carr. I'm looking at guys who were late half of the first-round quarterback. I think Mahomes was 13th or something. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. They weren't top five picks and quarterbacks. You can find a quarterback if you have good scouting. And that's what the Lions need to do because going into this next year, and I don't want to get into next year right now. I'm just saying going into next year, you better find a young guy or a guy that can take Jared Goff's place, either with a year of training as an understudy or be ready to go immediately. But you better do something. Going coming well, back with these guys here, these you know half half of this and half of that. That's not doing anything for a franchise. But here's the here's the issue though, the 2022 draft supposedly is is barren of 
top flight quarterback uh, candidates. And so now you're going to wait till 2023. Or are you going to make some dramatic move to get Russell Wilson or something like that? Well, what you want to do? As I told you what was going to happen, I was looking at an article uh, Friday about this. And this was, I don't know if it was Kuiper, but it was some draft analyst or who had talked to scouts. Four quarterbacks now are going to be first rounders and maybe a fifth. They're already, yeah. they're always push these guys up, and this is happening in the same edition. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be top 10 picks, but the picket from Pittsburgh, the uh, old Miss Corral, the, the guy from Liberty, and these guys are all now going to be first rounders according to this, these scouts. So yeah. they, you're going to get quarterbacks drafted in the first round, regardless if they are worthy of the pick or not. So they're going to be guys out there to pick. It's just so what, a matter of do point? you want to waste your what, what? time on them and are they going to become anything? You don't want to take a guy like what was the guy Minnesota took a few years ago and he married the sportscaster and now he's out the league. He was drafted well, There's a bunch of guys in that entire draft. Yeah. Three or four guys. And the guy from like from Washington yeah. that retired after a couple of years. You know, you get those guys in the top 10 and 12 and they don't do anything. But that's your that's well, your that this right now is your charge as the Detroit Lions. And I'm I'm blaming the Fords on this too because Matt Patricia's last year, and a real owner would have made them take a quarterback with that number three pick. I don't care if Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn needed to win. The owner's got to step in for the franchise sake and say, look, when we're drafting this low and we don't want to be drafting this way all the time, you got to look out what's best for me and the franchise. And that's taking a, a long-term quarterback that might be able to replace Matt if Matt's back goes out again next year. We got somebody ready to go, and that's that's a malfeasance of duty. I'm sorry. Well, I would say I would say except for the Dallas Cowboys, that's not the way the ownership runs in the National Football League at all. Not at all. It's not the way it runs, except for the Dallas Cowboys, where the owner is the general manager. Doesn't work that way in any other in any other franchise. Sometimes certainly doesn't work. Hold on. Certainly doesn't work. I'm just saying you're talking about them to do something that's just not the way things are done in the National Football League. But, That's the way it is. But sometimes you got to be the one to say, I'm looking out for my franchise. The GM and the coach are looking out for their future. And the, the two don't necessarily go together sometimes. That was her chance to step in, especially since you let them come back for that year because I'm sure you thought about not even bringing them back, but you did bring them back. So you well, know well, you know they're on, they're on thin. You know they're, they're at that point where you're going to make a decision on them in a year. You said it. She said it herself. We're going to evaluate this next year. And she said, and she said, but they will be evaluated separately. They right. Both got fired. Exactly. The same day. So if you already know you're going to evaluate them, then you got to say, look, I'm look, I'm evaluating the franchise. We're at number three. I'm not, look, I don't want to get to it. that's. I'm I'm sorry I brought it up because that's water under the bridge. Cool. It's just something that I looked at uh, Justin Herbert yesterday, and I'm like, jeez. We could have had that. Out, he got over. He got over his slump. I'm we could have had that. Anyway, um, I'm I'm telling you, uh, to, uh, this is the alarmist podcast because I'm 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 having some problems with Dan Campbell lately, and I I first thought he was the right guy, and he may end up being, but he's got he's got to work through some stuff, man. I, I, first of all, he needs to get a play calling back to um, the offensive coordinator. Anthony Lynn. Yes, back to Lynn because he's passed for 77 yards and they had 52 going into the overtime of last week. He may have run better, but the offense is not better since he's taken over the play calling. Give it back. Now, it's just ba- it's just bad, period, but it's not better. 
So you're sure putting an awful hold. You're certainly putting an awful lot of stock on that six point performance against the Eagles. No, I'm saying it's just as bad as it was. Nothing's changed. So give it back to him. You concentrate on the whole team because he's not a play caller. He's running on third downs. He's doing all this crazy stuff. He's conservative yesterday. Early in the year, he was throwing it all over the place and doing trick plays and being, you know, fourth down going for it. Now, yesterday was a couple of times where you might have wanted to see that that excitement from him. He went conservative. He's just all over the place. And that I got a problem with that. What did you have for breakfast? Wheaties and Hades. I had Hades. <laughs> All right. Nah. I'm Let's just. Move I, on to something. Look, okay. I, look, what is I this, knew this was going to be bad. I knew this was going to be bad this year. Kenny, this is 25 minutes of ranting. By I know, Brown. but I got to get it off my chest. I knew it was going to be bad this year. Well, couldn't you, but when you, you see it, before you call but me? when you see it <laughs> in, 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 in true form, it just takes on another form. It just takes on a. Why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? You're right. I'm not going to – yeah. i tell you one thing, though. It could be worse. You could have Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. The way he walked off the field yesterday and the day he said he doesn't deserve – they don't deserve anything. That well, his wife said that. No, no, but the day in his press conference he said, I, I, didn't, I, I, I can give you what I want and, you know, that's my call. He's, he's very – he's not endearing, put it like that. And when he wins, you tolerate him because you're winning. But when you're not winning, you don't want to tolerate that stuff anymore. I thought it was kind of unusual. I looked at him after the last kneel down, and he just took off his helmet, turned his back, or turned his back and took off his helmet, and just stoically yeah. walked off the Flipped field. Flipped the ball to the rim and walked no, away. No eye contact, nope. no nothing with nope. anybody. No, nope. he, and he was mad today because he said the same people that booed him yesterday are the same people that uh, make noise when the team's on offense. And well, nice, welcome to the National Football Well, nice criticism. Okay, Baker. You, you, first of all, you got to have better stats to be talking about people before you start talking about them. So get your game together and then start talking about what the fans are doing. Worry about what's on that field because I'm telling you right now, to give up 13 points with four, I'm going to say two touchdowns, is all you can muster against that Lions team when you had opportunity after opportunity. Yeah, I don't want to hear from you. I mean, Detroit's defense is not that good. Is you know they play better, but Hold it's not on a that second. good. Are we are we going to coach and play GM of the Browns now too? Are we just going to go through the national? No, football I'm just saying game? you can imagine. Uh, look, that was the number one. Job. I was thinking back on this. They were talking about Detroit and Cleveland over the week and the two bad franchises and how Cleveland is so much better. Cleveland's had three number one overall picks in the last say 20 years. The Lions had one. Cleveland missed on one of them for sure. Tim Couch. I think they're going to be missing on this Baker Mayfield because. Lamar Jackson and I think I think wasn't Mahomes in the same draft too. I think two other quarterbacks in that draft were much better than him. And number three, if they have to go for another quarterback next year, they're going to be in the same position as the Lions. The Lions could catch them by next year. They're five and six and five now, or five and five, whatever they are. You know, they're not. Well, remember that was the team that was supposed to be going to the Super Bowl at the beginning. They were talking Super Bowl for Cleveland. Well, look, as long as we're going around the bases here, let's go down to the Cincinnati Bengals. Then we'll stop by the uh, Pittsburgh <laughs> Steelers on our way back to Detroit. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just saying, when they put Cleveland and Detroit as the two examples of ineptitude, Cleveland's just as bad as Detroit. It's just happened that they're one year better right now. Because, like I said, they've well, had picks. They listen, they were 11-5 and five last year, and they, had, they beat the Steelers in the playoffs. And they had the Chiefs beaten until that fourth quarter play. Okay. Yeah, but look what happened. That's my point. Since that time, that fourth, fourth, that fourth down play. 
Mike, they had an 0-16, a 1-15, okay. and then the other year it. they drafted – what was that cornerback they drafted with Ebron and with uh, Gilbert or whatever that didn't become anything? They've wasted picks. They've had picks. They've had a much easier opportunity because they had multiple picks a lot to do something that the Lions haven't had, and they did nothing. They've done nothing. They ran their miles. So we'll see how it ends up. Um. What did you before we go on to Thanksgiving and the you know into the Detroit Lions for a minute? Yeah, back to Detroit Lions. Any other uh, things stand out from you yesterday? Uh, stand out? Well, obviously, I think that DeAndre Swift. Man, that to me that was the story of the game from the Detroit Lions standpoint. And the offensive line didn't give up a sack. Gave up two uh, two quarterback hits to Miles Garrett. I thought. I, look, the offensive line was the best unit when they were in training camp. The OTAs, all of that stuff, preseason. That was the Lions' number one unit, the offensive line. And now it is, even with the injuries that they've sustained. They still don't have, obviously, Frank Ragdown won't have him for the rest of the year. But that's a pretty good offensive line. Look, no sacks on the quarterback, and in the last two weeks you've run for almost 400 yards. That's pretty good football. From, and, and a lot of that has to do with Swift, and a lot of it has to do with the offensive line. Now, does that mean you've got a great franchise? That you look out, here we come. No, doesn't mean that at all. A lot of work needs to be done uh, still, you know, at the wide receiver position, at the quarterback position. And in this era, the National Football League, when you've got to throw the ball to win, they can't do it the way it is. Been watching it now for 10 weeks, and it's not going to change. They're stuck with what they have. I agree. Tell you one thing, Penny Sewell is worth everything they drafted at number seven. I'm telling you right now. Well, if that's what you better did, if you have what you think you needed. Every, yeah. Well, going forward. Okay, I mean, you're look, not getting the flash. You're not getting the splash of this year, like having a Michael Parsons or a, a wide receiver. Yeah, I, I told you why I wouldn't draft a Michael Parsons. That, I know. Like I said, it yeah. ain't on the field. Nobody doubted his on the field work. Let's just wait and see now about the rest of Michael Parsons before you guys what? start putting him in the Hall of Fame. Let's just wait. Just wait. Because, like I said, to me, character means a lot in this league. So let's okay, just let's, let's get back at each other. Let's take the detour away from. Well, Dallas. I'm back get to Penny Sewell. Let me finish what I was saying. Penny Sewell Thank you. is doing his thing, <laughs> and the offensive line looks good. So that's a building block for next year. Jonas Jackson's got to shut up. I don't know what he said to whose mama he talked about between the third and fourth quarter, but that 15 yard penalty was big, and he, he's the, yeah, he's a chirper. He got to stop that. That might that might have been that's that was the second time that happened to him too. Yeah, he's a second chirper. Time he got one of those penalties. He's a chirper. Well, a lot of people are talking out there. Look, I've seen some of the raw footage after games of, of or during games, and I've seen it after the games of some of the stuff that gets said out there, and it's not good. It really isn't. Right, but you know they're looking this year for these taunting penalties they, and stuff, not, so you know they, that. They, they were looking before, but some of that stuff, Kenny, is it's not good. It really I know, isn't. but I'm saying, but you, if you know they're looking for stuff like that, then you just got to count, especially between the quarter. I can see if do. it's at the end of a of play course. or it's the play before the next play. But at the end of the quarter when it's, everybody's in and, you know, the commercial break is going on and you're switching sides of the field or whatever you're doing, what are you doing, man, in a close game like that? So you got to grow up on that. You know? I don't think you should do it any time, but that's just the way right, it is. Right, but if you're going to do it, at least be selective. Do it when you you know you won't get in trouble with Carp doing it. So that was a big penalty, too, because that put them it first and 25 coming back yards, up. First and 25. They were and, yeah. what, at the 40-yard line. Right. That put them at the uh, – so was a penalty on uh, on Reynolds, the blocking penalty. Right. Blocking downfield. Took them out of – you know, took them away from the uh, – 
red zone, at least a field goal, at the very least a field goal they had on that play, and bingo. Reynolds wrap. It's taken away. Reynolds wrap, right. It's taken away by a marginal player who's lucky to be there, lucky to be signed by a team. And to do well, you know what? It was a close call. I'll give him that, but he went too far. He's no Trinity Benson, that's for sure. Fifth round Trinity pick. Trinity Benson did Fifth not play. Pick. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Fifth round pick. Man. We Brad Holmes got some stuff to answer to. We'll get to him later in some of these weeks. But uh I think he's getting a kind of a free pass around here this year too. He's had some questionable uh some questionable calls here this year for a first year guy. But we'll let that go for right now. Um also, you talked about Swift. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. About what, four weeks like? ago, we were saying how – as a matter of fact, in your halftime, half-season soliloquy, it was Swift running was disappointed. He must have heard you because he's been on a tear since you said Here's that. Here's what I said. I was disappointed in his production. I'm not disappointed in him. As a runner, right. Just as a runner, right. You say disappointed yeah. in his production as a runner. I, I was disappointed yeah. in his production because right. I think he has talent. I right. think he can be a good player. And now he's starting to come So he must have heard you. That. Look, he must have heard you. He's got, he's got 266 yards rushing in the last two games. Right. He's up to 555 yards rushing. It was just three weeks ago he was averaging 3.2 per carry. Now he's up to 4.1, which isn't great, but it's okay. I'll and, take 4.0 you know, any day. That's well, a starting you know point. what? You're not going to go point. anywhere. I said I'll take it as a starting point. Mm-hmm. Don't be and, uh-huh. and, also, and also he's got 400 and some yards on 53 receptions. That kind of gets overlooked with him. Uh, and so there he is at right about 990 yards from scrimmage. I'm that's, throwing the stats out the that's window. That's already a pretty good year. Throw the yeah. stats out the window. You know when he's on the field, you can see it. And that's the way I look at it. You can give me stats up the wazoo. You know a guy as a player when you see him on the field and what he does. And When he's out there, you can see it. You can see it. Hawkins is the same way. You can see it when they're out there. They got to get better at some things. But those two players, you had just a a very good receiver. You ain't got to be a great receiver. And that that three-part thing you got going there – then you're in business. You already got your line together. All you need now to fix your offense is a quarterback and a receiver. Not a receiver. You need at least well, two receivers. Well, you need two, but three. one. I'm talking about one that's going to be your main guy. You need a main receiver. I don't think it works that way in the National Football League anymore. You need more than one. I didn't say you didn't need more, but I'm saying you need one that's got to be a go-to guy, and then you add on from there. But you got you can't have – I don't have a go-to guy. I'm just spreading it out to whoever's over. You need a you need a go-to receiver. Mm-hmm. So whenever that is, if it's in free agency or if it's in the draft, that's going to be a, a thing to look at this year. Defensively, we know what they need. I think they're doing the best with what they have. There's some parts that can be uh, added. I, I want to see more out of Derek Barnes before the end of the year, though, because if he doesn't show by the end of the year, they may go draft somebody or sign a free agent. He may not get opportunity next year. So I want to see him well, become I don't a think guy. He's the key. I don't think he's the key to anything. I think they need a pass rusher. No, I want to see him to my linebackers, though. I want to see him become a thing where next year they pencil well, him in for a spot instead of saying we don't know and he didn't really – seize on his opportunity and we have to go get a linebacker. Those are things well, I want to see. Well, he's a fourth round draft pick. I don't think I don't I don't think this is a, a priority player or a priority position. I just think he's a developmental player and, and we'll see how it works out. That's that's you know, he's done some good things. He's done some other things that were just, just okay, but I don't I don't think he's been a difference maker and I don't really just from what I've seen, 
I don't see that. I don't see him developing into that role as a difference maker. I think he's going to be a guy who could, could play a long time in the National Football League as a you know kind of a second linebacker there, but certainly not a not not a team leader. And I think he could unless, be. I think he could be, Mike. I, well, I, you're, I think you're, more you're, 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 I like him. I like him a lot. I just I just haven't seen you know what I want to see. Yet. Right. That's what my point being. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen any, I, I haven't seen any playmaking from him, and I think like, I think you're you're basing it more on hope than on the production and what he's done. Because you got to do it; you just can't just. Well, I like him. I hope he's. Gonna I know. Be I good. think he, he has the skill to become a playmaker out there. He he flashed it mm-hmm. in preseason. I think I want to see it develop over this year. But if you get to the end of the year and you still got questions, I don't think they're going to wait around. They're going to go get a linebacker next year. Well, I think they're going to get one anyway. Okay. Well, if you think they're going to get one, yeah, then, yeah. then the conversation is mute then. No, it's not because you're always building. They've got guys whose contracts are up, and you got you've got to be ready to go when somebody else it's his turn to get right, but I'm paid talking, more than you want to pay him. I'm talking about a dependable linebacker, starting linebacker. Either yeah, that's what he's going to develop about. into I'm one by the end of the year, or I'm not he's talking about building the practice squad. I'm right. talking about starting players. Okay, so if he doesn't show clear. by the end of the year, I think they're going to go get somebody. That's my. Yeah, point. They're going to get a linebacker anyway. It's okay. got nothing to do with him. All right, well, I'll let that the go. The position. I'll let that go. Um, let's move on to the, the terrible Thanksgiving Day again. I'm telling you right now, if I see the Bears on that schedule next year, Mike, I'm going to throw a fit. I've seen enough of them in the last four years at Thanksgiving. Well, week. they're going to they're going to play here at, at, at Ford Field once a year for the next hundred years. I don't care about that. So I'm talking you, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving because day? on Thanksgiving Day, I like to see teams play that actually I want to see, not just the Bears every year. It, it, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, if you take out in the last 10 years, probably the Bears in Green Bay, they probably played out of 10 years. I'm just guessing. I know Green Bay played a couple of those for sure. About probably more than half of them are either Green Bay or Chicago. Well, we have to look. I don't exactly think that's You know, I like the year they played Houston. I like the year they used to play the AFC every other year. They quit doing that. They played Houston two years ago. No, I know. I said I like when they used to have it where every other year they would play on on NBC, AFC game. Then the next year they go back to Fox for the NFC game. But now they mixed it all up and they got the NFC playing on, the eight, on, a, on CBS. And it's just all messed up now. Go back to the way it was. I played the other, you know, play an AFC team one year. NFC team the next year. Yeah. Well, all six teams that are playing Thursday this year got lost yesterday, so it's something a little different yeah. for Thanksgiving Day. They're all looking to, looking to come back, including the mighty Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, my. They're not as good as they think they are. Yeah, but you don't have Bill well, Maher telling the, telling the nation that they should get rid of Detroit from this game like Bill Maher did Friday night on his show. Who did that? Bill Maher. They get rid of the Lions from playing Thanksgiving, so that's starting up again because your team is so bad, which you brought on yourself, that the the calls are going to start again like they did back when you know Stafford first got here, and the calls were to get rid of them from the game. And you know what? Yeah, that was, if they that take was it now, I don't care if they do because they you brought that on yourself. You brought it on yourself. So, well, yeah, but the fans who've supported that game for – since 1935, didn't bring it on themselves. Yeah, but supporting so, it has he, nothing to do with it. Supporting has nothing to do with it. So you you just go to tell them that they're going to take it away. All the businessmen, all those people who supported the team, just say, "I'm Ken Brown. Tough luck." Go Mike, ahead, tell Mike, them that. supporting has nothing to do with it. Yeah, if you're I'm not putting a product on the field, then it's your fault. 
There's a loser in every game, Kenny. Every yeah, single but, game has a loser. But you're not putting a good product on the field to have – that's like going to Broadway with a substandard play. And you know it's substandard. You didn't do anything to make it be a Broadway play, but you want the rights of being on Broadway. All right, sometimes they're saying that we're shutting this play down. <laughs> we're shutting it down. We're talking about Broadway now, I'm right? just saying, the look, if they, get, if they get the game taken from them, it's their own fault. They've had plenty of opportunity. Well, you seem to be to advocating it. for it. I said I don't care anymore. I used to be a big firm. Oh, they can't do it. Nah, I, look, you had your chances. You've had, you know, the last 10 years or 12 years of chances, and you're not putting a good product out there. So that's on you. If they take it, it's on you. You know? Well, that's your point of view. They ain't going to take it, so I ain't going to, you know, give Detroit charity like they're getting it. But I'm telling you right now, you, you're getting the game with your hand out as a charity case instead of being able to say, I'm bringing something to the table. And until you get that back and become a team like they used to be where people would want to see the Lions play, then you just have to well, be quiet. Well, I promise you this. Not every team in the league wants to put on a 12-30 game on Thursday, believe me, on Thanksgiving Day. No. A lot of teams, a lot of franchises that, don't, that want no part of that. You know, they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily thrilled to be the opponent on Thursday, on Thanksgiving Day but they don't want to host it because there's a lot that goes into it. So you're saying me. let them eat cake because nobody I'm else not saying, wants it. I didn't say well, let them eat cake. What are you saying? No, I'm saying it's been here in Detroit. They founded the game. Let's keep it here. Well, do your part, Detroit Lions. If you want to keep it here, do your part. You, you're, you're slacking on your part of the job. Well, I mean, you have no, no part in it at all, so who are you to claim? I got a part in it. I got a TV. No, I, I got a TV, and I can give my opinion on it. Well, then turn it on. I, exactly what I plan on doing this year. I don't, Good. Like I said, I, exactly what I plan on doing this year. You're not going to watch the game Thursday. Wa- I'll watch Dallas. Well, I'll watch good. Dallas. So, so, so we're not going to have a podcast next week because you're not going to watch the I'm game. I'm going to let you run the podcast next week because then you can tell <laughs> well, me what happened. Well, progress has come to America. <laughs> I think it's time to say goodbye. Yeah, let's say goodbye. But before we be do, this might yeah. be a, a time they can get a victory finally because I don't know if Justin Fields is going to play. And, oh, before I go, let me go back to Kim Brown podcast of a few years ago. And Dan Miller, you can ask him about this, too. We used to do the show on Monday night. When I told you that um, Khalil Mack trade, and I keep telling everybody that the bill will become due one day, and then you'll see if it was a good deal or not. Now that the all the pieces are in and, the, and, the, and you can see what they gave up for them and what they got out of them, it was a bad deal. It was a bad well, deal. Look, you gave up two first round picks that be that were good picks because you didn't you weren't a great team. Khalil Mack was okay. He's a good player, but he wasn't a difference maker on your team. He didn't make a difference. And now you were out those two first round picks. He's hurt again. And he's getting over 30 now, which means he's gonna be diminishing returns on him. So what did you what did you get out of that deal? That was, at the time was the greatest thing ever. They were getting Khalil Mack. Well, they had an eleven five record one season in a home playoff game, and then they made the playoffs again last year. So they made the playoffs twice in four years. I don't know if he had everything to do with it, but he certainly had something to do with it. Maybe we can close the books on Khalil Mack. I hate to tell you, but he was hurt so much last year, man. I don't think he had anything to do with that way they backed in the playoffs last year. So you got one playoff opportunity. I even give you the eleven to five. Okay. Two. Two. I'm saying last Two. year they backed in and he wasn't even around. He was hurt. He was hurt most okay. of the year. So they backed in one year and you got a playoff berth and for the $100 million or whatever you paid him and the two first-round picks, the two second-round, whatever, it was a big deal. 
you think that was worth it? Oh, I would not what I would have done, but you know, it was worth it to them. They made it. And that's what they did. I, what, do, what do you care? I'm just saying. You're acting like you have some stake in it. Because the Lions are going to be coming up to these opportunities soon to acquire players and get players. Oh, unless God. it's a quarterback, I'm not giving up two first-round picks for any player. I'm not doing it. And I think they should take that heed. Don't. And matter of fact, now nah, some quarterbacks I wouldn't give up two first-round picks for. Everybody's talking about Deshaun Watson, three first-round picks. No, I'm not doing that. All right, Kenny, have a happy Thanksgiving. You've warned me. I'm about to give me somebody here with some opinions next week. I see now nah, you don't <laughs> want to say that. I'm a, I'm a fan of my Next week you. we'll have a guest in here that want to say something about this organization because I'm trying to fix things here. All right. All right. We'll get it together, Michael. Don't worry about it. All right, Kenny. Buddy. All right, have a good Thanksgiving, Mike. That's Detroit, <laughs> DetroitLions.com. Michael here, who will be covering the I'm game on out. Thanksgiving. And Kim Brown, angry, <laughs> angry Lions analyst, Kim Brown, trying to fix things as we go through this season of discontent. Maybe we can get that zero, that O, off of the uh, off of the scorecard this week. We can go to one nine and one and. It doesn't look much Lions, better, but at least look, it's... Look, I, I predicted two weeks ago the Lions would, would beat the Bears on Thanksgiving Day. You predicted they would beat... You predicted a couple weeks ago they beat Philly. You predicted they beat Cincinnati. Your predictions mean nothing at this time. Well, I had both the last two games as three-point games, and that was pretty good. Okay, just... Say. Matter of fact, I'm not even predicting wins anymore. I'm just going to predict against the spread. Can they do the spread? They did the spread well, yesterday. Well, that's that's all I want is the do. spread. They're 6-4 and four this year against the spread. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. So there's some moral victory there. All right, All Mike, we'll see you next week. All right, good talking to you. Ken Brown.